listening to the Joe Mays and Jay Rock Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. Nine seconds left. Eagles by eight. Pretty. Lines them up. He's back again. He steps up. He's hit. He stumbles. He is throwing it deep for the end zone, and it is batted around and incomplete. And the game is over. The game is over. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Let the celebration begin. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rapper. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 257 of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, ready to go this week, Mr. Justin Raffoff. Yeah, here here we come, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it's an exciting time right now. You know, last week we we just talked fully sports, you know, and it's been a good week, so, uh, for the most part. Think, so, you know, yeah, it should be exciting. I, you know, I think it's a probably good idea that we do it again, and uh, we were ready to roll with uh you know this uh Philly rundown for the second straight week you know we're mostly talk football and i mean in the grand scheme of things talking Philly football Philly's still on top of the world even though the new league right. year has started and everyone's you know zero and zero you That's know right. everyone's even it's anyone's year a year ago at this time you could be saying the same thing about the Eagles even though people would have laughed at you yeah but look where yeah. they are now. I will laugh at you, <laughs> man. Yeah, and and uh, you know we're st- we're still trying to ride that wave. Everybody said you know that changed the whole city, changed the outlook for everything. I- I'm okay with that, uh, and hopefully these uh, these guys that we'll talk about today can keep it going. Yeah, for sure. So Eagles not in action yet. They don't haven't had any uh, mini camps or OTAs. Those things will pick up though uh, soon enough. Yeah, in the, in the next coming weeks and. Uh, we uh, we talked a little bit last week about how we're starting our 2018 NFL preview May 20th. Uh, sounds, but it, sounds about right. Until then, we have a couple shows to do a bunch of other stuff. There will be some NFL because obviously we'll be talking about the draft uh, after that wraps up in two weeks. But for the meantime, we're going to focus on some of the other sports and we're going to do that prim- primarily from the lens of the Philadelphia city. And, you know, we're all... Philly fans, uh, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the ones we're going to talk about today, though, we all share the same affinity for. And I, we'll probably, let's start with the only one that let us down today. Okay. They had a good time the last time out. Yeah. But yeah, and actually the best result they've had all season in this matchup. So Right, yeah, true. But the Flyers didn't fare as well back in the friendly confines of the Wells Fargo Center. They were coming off of a high after a tremendous low, but now that roller coaster has uh, has dropped off yeah. once again, and the Flyers find themselves in a 2-1 series hole to the Pittsburgh Penguins, who absolutely demolished them in Game 1, 7-0. Yeah. But Philly was able to come back and claw and beat up on the Penguins pretty good in Game 2 before... Things shifted once again. It's a weird series. You know, people thought that it would be a relatively good series because of the rivalry, but everyone pretty much thought it would be Penguins in five or six. Yeah, I mean, you look at them, 
I don't know why you would pick against them. They're healthy and they're really good. <laughs> like, um, and oh, and okay. on top of that, throwing throwing some intangibles like uh, have the experience and two time defending champions. Yeah, so. Yeah, like I don't know that there's a single category. Like if you know how they have the breakdowns and sometimes you put the check marks on either side, I don't know if there'd be any that would go to the flyer side. You know, like the old school, like, you know, when you're playing like Madden or NCAA, how it would like break down like the different how about things like youth. Yeah, okay. You're right. You're right. But things that that'll translate things right. that'll translate in this series doesn't like, necessarily mean it's right. a good thing. So maybe the series like three or four years from now yeah, could be a different know. story. Right. Yeah, so the Flyers didn't have a great afternoon. The game was on early this afternoon, um, what, three o'clock or something like that. Yeah, three o'clock. And uh yeah, they lost five to one. Right. And uh you know, blowout score, not as bad as the seven nothing game. The seven nothing game they were not competitive. Like that was No, this this was like this it was, it was a game for a while, and yeah, then it yeah. got away. Yeah, they they were, um, yeah. I think it was they it was two nothing at the end of the first. But I think that second Penguins goal was late. Yeah. Although the Flyers goal that they got was also late in the period as well. But at that point, it had already been four nothing. Right. Flyers scored at the four one. They got a power play near the end of the second, and I said we got to score here before the period ends. Yeah. They weren't able to do it, and they never got anything in the third. Right. The Penguins added one more. But, hey, they regrouped once already. they got to right. do it again. And if they want to make this a three-game series, the, they have to uh, come out ready to the go. The thing I said after that uh, game one loss on Wednesday was the the only good news out of that was that it only counts as one game. This isn't this isn't uh, like European soccer. There's no aggregate scoring here, thankfully, um, or it would have been over. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. like, if it's like, look, we're going to play seven games, but it's aggregate scoring. Well, yeah, it's over. Um, you're not going to beat them by more than seven goals the rest of the way. Well, then they come out and they win 5-1, and you're like, oh, you know, there we go. But then, you know, the lows. So they need to come out. Uh, They probably play Tuesday, I'm guessing, at home. Um, Yeah, actually, I don't Because they're already home, so I imagine it's Tuesday. My guess is that's probably on on one of the travel. It was a weird day. It could be. I'll look it up. It's all based on TV stuff. So, you know, they try to schedule that around the TV stuff and the the travel stuff. But it's not like Philadelphia Pittsburgh travel is crazy. You know, like you could you could do it a day if you needed to. But anyway, they need to come out and even the series. You fall 3 1, the series is over. You're not going to beat. Not going to beat Penguins three straight times after you would have lost to them already. How many times this year? Four in the regular season and three in the postseason. Yeah. If you're one in seven against them on the season, I don't like your chances of winning three in a row to end that. So, um, to kind of look at it moving forward, the next game is is a must win. I know you, you know there's all that talk. Well, that's kind of cliche until it's an elimination game, but. Not really. Like, look, if you've seen the games or seen the results this year, they've played. They basically, the Penguins have handed it to them, or they've played close and the Penguins yeah, will win. It is. It's Wednesday. Okay, so yeah, they got they got extra time here. Regroup and you got to win. Yeah, yeah you got to win. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Yeah. So right. and bef- you know, before this series started, I would have gone Penguins in six. If the Flyers yeah. would have won today, that maybe would have maybe would have. Tilted it in their favor. I probably, honestly, but if Flyers right now, win today, I probably still say Penguins in seven. I'm still, just, I'm still saying, I'm saying Penguins in six. I, I just, yeah, because I, I feel like next two are home, so you have a chance. You win. Wait, no, 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 sorry, they don't do two three two. They do two two one one one. Yeah, sorry, I skipped the game five. I'm like, wait, game six can't still be in Philadelphia. Yeah. So they need to win this one because then, yeah, they're going back to the, the PPG paints. If you win you know. this one, you make it a three-game series. Yeah. So, you know, all those cliches and whatnot. But, yep. Uh, as You know, I, I want the Flyers to win, obviously. Right. But as long as the Penguins don't win the Stanley Cup again, I'll be fine because this was the Flyers' bounce-back year. They made the playoffs after missing last year. Right. They're very young. Now, their best players this year were their veterans. Will they be able to do it again next year? Who knows? Will right. the goaltending be any better? The Flyers have had an inconsistent goaltending group for about 30 so years. So I saw an article that came from Pittsburgh, and it hurts, but I can't say that it's necessarily completely off-base. It might be a little off-base, but it's not completely off-base. It said basically that the Flyers' goalie position is essentially the Browns' quarterback position. 
where they just rotate people through yeah, one I mean, after I don't another. Know if it's and can't. that bad, but right. I'd only say it's not exactly the same because the team has still had some success, not right. championship success, well, but has had some success, and they've had some guys in there. And also, your backup in hockey is expected to play. Right, <laughs> right. But I just look at it from the stance of like, name the last goalie that the Flyers have had that you're like, oh yeah, he's a franchise goalie. I, I, again, throwing out cliche terms, but Hextall. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Like late 80s Hextall. Right. So he was the goalie before, like, virtually before almost anyone on the team was born was the last time the Flyers. GM. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good point. Good point. So when you look at it that way, it's it's tough. And not that that's the reason. You know, like, they've they've had – They've found every reason not to win, you know, but... Um, they've had some guys that were That's a huge thing. They've hot, had, like oh, Boucher. I mean, oh, watching Boucher. And it's just, it's just like quarterbacks, though, like... Derek and not Anderson, necessarily the Browns, the, but... Right. But, like, every Browns. now and then you get a guy that's that's good enough if the rest of the team was good, but they're not. You know, like, it, it's just one of those things. Well, yeah, and, I mean, you look at it. The Flyers were in a game six in the Stanley Cup, you know... I say not With that Michael long ago. Layton. It was years ago. Right. So, like, eight years ago. sometimes it's not all the goalie. but And it wasn't all the goalie, like, this year either. It's just, like, you know, they need some stability there. You don't need you don't need an all-time great. You don't need a future Hall of Famer. You just need somebody who, like, if I say to you, who is the goalie's – who is the Flyers' top goalie that you can say it without, like, thinking – You mean right now. Right. Like, meaning, like, oh, not he is because he's the best by default, but, like, I mean, like, he's the – like better of the two. It seems like forever that the Flyers have had goalie situations where it's just like, yeah, we've got two guys and we're just going to go with whoever. Right. You know what I mean? And give me two quarterbacks and you have none, right? right. It's like <laughs> we should get one of those. We can pull out my Van Beesbrook jersey or or uh, do I have a Boucher? I don't have too many jer- uh, goalie, goalie jerseys. jerseys. Well, I can tell you why because the Flyers <laughs> have gone through them like Browns go through quarterbacks. Well, but like we should get one. We should get we can go back all the way to whoever took over after Hextall in the 80s. Because Hextall came back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he wasn't quite the same then. No. But, you know, like, go back and look at, like, you're talking about, like, Dominic Roussel. And, like, you yeah. know, like, people like that going all the way down. And then you get, you know, I love Boucher, you know. He was right. great when he first came, but he never could hold on to it. But, you know, you start talking about, like, I mean, recently, Ray Emery, you know, he was here right. a couple times. You had Jeff Hackett for a little. You had yeah. Sean Burke twice. I think you had yeah. Garth Snow twice. Like you just start rattling off these names. You're just like, yeah, and it's like, and then of course we got rid of one of our best, Sergey Bobrovsky. They just yeah. gave up on him. But you know, you had Roman Chekmonic and Chekmonic and Terry uh, Was Chekmonic? Oh, really I'm just trying to think which one of those guys used to like just. Like, if there's a fast break, he would just come... Well, I'm talking about the guy who would just, like, come out, like, on top... He'd be at top of the face-off circle, like, to try and And stop um, the goal. Who's Jason's favorite? We just talked about him. The guy that we had recently. He was another Russian guy, wasn't he? The one that's paying for the next 10 years. Oh, oh, man. What what was his name? I can't remember. I know who you mean. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, strange dude. Yeah. Yeah. Ilya Brzgala. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's just like, they just can't... They just can't catch a break. They just... Right, so like, so anyway, all that to be said, this Flyers team isn't expected to beat this Penguins team, and honestly, I don't think it was expected to be that competitive. The f- I was hoping I said to my, I have lots of Penguins fans as friends. Why? It's a character flaw, but I know. But I just happened to find myself in that spot. I said when they asked, like, going into the series, like, you know, what do you think? I said, well, I don't think the Flyers are going to go o for the season and wins against the Penguins. You know, like I'm, I'm, I was fairly confident the Flyers weren't going to get swept, right? Which has already come true. But I said I'm also fairly confident that they're not going to beat them four times. You know, like I just, I just didn't see it happening. Yeah, so well, I, I don't disagree. Right. So I didn't think that they had. A so huge you know, chance they've shown a- that they had they when they put it all together. But even that, like when I watched the game, or really, I honestly didn't watch all that much. But on Friday. When I see like the highlights from it, where you know Crosby misses two like gimme shots, you know, you're like, oh man, you know. Then you just start thinking maybe it's your night. But you, I also am sitting there thinking, yeah, he's not going to miss those the next time, you know. Like right, so, yeah. we got lucky, right? We so capitalize. we played well and they played bad, mm-hmm. and we won. Yeah. So 
the problem is if both teams play good, the Penguins win. You know, like that's that's essentially how it's going to fall, I believe. So, um, you know, they have their work cut out for them. I'd love to see them win another one. You know, on on the next game to try and cut this thing and give it some excitement. Make make the Penguins work for it, man. Like, you know, yeah, they're they're the favorite and you know all that stuff. But you start you start they win another one. All of a sudden, now you've got everybody's attention because, like I said, it's not just here, not just like fans, but like everyone expects the Penguins to kind of get through this one unscathed. And if if that's not the case, then all of a sudden, you know, I think I think you start to have some people's attention. Right. So if if like you said, if you if the Flyers win the next one, there's a chance they win the series. If they lose the next one, there's no way they're winning three yeah. in a row. I'd probably put it at like if they win the next one, I I'd still I'd probably I'd put it like thirty five. Yeah, I was gonna say thirty five. Just over just over a third, you know, percentage. If they lose, I put it at like less than three percent. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I'm, I completely agree with you. Because while I know, like, you know, some of our friends and we still talk about, you know, that Boston series. This is not that Boston. This is not that team that went against that Boston uh, team. And the Penguins are not that Boston team either. Like this team is is this Penguins team is for real. You can see them making strides. Though. Obviously, they absolutely didn't make the playoffs last year. They're there this year. Right. They're you know they had a great run um, at points. They had you know uh, right. A strong late winter, early spring, so, and you know, so your the expectations for next year, absolutely, and the year after, you're, you're raising it, building. So, so you you hope to put yourself in a better position, so you're not playing game eighty two to make the playoffs next year, right. right? Maybe host the playoff series next year. Maybe you know it's tough, you know, with the with the Capitals and Penguins and, and you know, the all that Bruins, stuff, right? So like it's tough, but maybe. Lightning. But let let's look at it. So okay win a playoff series next year. Like that that's where they need to be. Maybe two. You start winning you win one playoff series, you've got a chance. You know, it's hockey. Like crazy stuff can happen in hockey. So um but yeah, you know, it, I don't want to write them all completely off yet, but Well in order to host a playoff series you have to be no worse than second in your division. Right. It's the only way to host right. a playoff game. So they uh you know, they finished third, I guess, technically, and that's why they get to play the Penguins in the first, first right. round. But hopefully next year, maybe they can flip that. Maybe they finish second and Pittsburgh's third. Right, right. You know, they weren't that far away in overall points. No, no. For how bad they played at times this year, you know. Now they, they played well at times, too. But Yeah, so even like you said, that. the team's trending in the right direction. They just got a tough draw this year, but that, that's to be said, you know, like hey, that happens. want to be the best, you got to beat the best. That's right. Def- two-time defending Stanley Cup champs. Which still makes me want to throw up saying it, but hopefully it's not a, a three-peat. So. Absolutely. Let's move on to some greener pastures, which yes. two weeks ago we wouldn't have been saying that Ooh. about them. But here we are, two weeks in a row, on a high note with the Philadelphia Phillies, who are coming off a sweep of the... Back-to-back sweeps, admi- Admittedly, a not very good Tampa Bay Rays. Okay, here, I'll team. throw this one out to you. Do you know the last time the Phillies swept an AL East team on the road 2010 no i no. thought i thought you were going to name it and i was going to be stunned i was like yeah. oh my gosh like yeah. how did you know what, that was it i i believe it was 2003 against the orioles wow that long ago yeah. so because uh, 2010 team was so off the charts that right 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 wow okay yeah orioles not doing great this year which brought me to wait the 2003 team swept right. someone <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that was that time of that, like, we're always 500. Like, that yeah. was that time. Because yeah. the dark ages of the late 90s and very early 2000s right. had shifted to the the building of the farm system, right. trying to get through with some veterans. Was that Bo was coaching that? Yep. yep. So, you know, those teams transitioned, transitioned, and then we finally got – well, wasn't it just – is it wasn't 04 the first year they got over 500? I thought I thought four they might have been and like and then, then five, five and they six they were above. I they were fighting for the wild. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean, but, so there's the 2003 team was right. kind of maybe similar to this team. Now yeah. there's much more youth on this team than there was in the 2003. Team, oh yeah, but people were thinking, and eh, they're a few years away. Right, and well, five years later, right. they won the World Series. So hopefully, this is a little sooner than five years. Yeah, I'd like but to like you said, we we already have right. <laughs> But, but you look at it, so the Phillies haven't lost since we had a show last time. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty awesome. And, you know, there there was everyone, including, I'll be honest, I, I had my hand on the panic button, you know, and was telling everyone I was going to push it. But I hadn't pushed it yet, basically, on them. But 
the way things started out, I wasn't, and we talked about this last week, it wasn't necessarily the decisions that were being made by Kapler. Like, it wasn't just solely that. It was just the way he seemed to, and we, we talked about this, how if you let the players think that they are nothing more than a number, you run the risk of losing the, the clubhouse, which everyone talks about in baseball. The way the season is set up is incredibly difficult to be a manager. Like, right. think about it. These guys are together from February in to, until October, and hopefully, you know, you hope through November. Like, that's insane. You know, like, an insanely long time. In the first few games, you saw that was a great catch by Kapler. No, by Kapler. By, by Altair. Who then in the next inning, or yeah, the top of the next inning, spreads the game wide open. Right. Um, but they got burned. Three games out of four of their first four losses came on big plays that happened when they were at the wrong spot in a shift. Not that they had shifted into the wrong position, basically. Not wrong. Wrong for that particular play. Right, right. by the numbers. And you and I talk about this all the time. Like, especially in baseball... You're going off these numbers. You got to let it play out. And like the averages, like it'll come back. Like if, if they're doing this based off of numbers, it's not just going to be bad every single time. Like that, that's not going to happen. Well, you've seen the last few games, they've made big plays in the outfield, especially when they've had guys exactly where, where they, they need to be. be. And look, there's going to be times where it happens the other way again, but the young guys are stepping up. Um, Kingery is fun, man. And and have him under contract right, right. I know, I know. A good contract for the Phillies too. Um, and you look at some of this. So the Phillies, yeah. It some of the guys are, are all stepping up, and I know they're still playing time issues. And and Kapler is that that's what he has to work on, keeping everybody engaged. Because some guys aren't happy that they're not playing as much, and some guys, you know, are getting looks. And you know what? But if if they can weather that storm. And just keep it going, then you have a young, deep team come summer. Man, now they beat two of the. They just swept two of the worst teams in baseball. Well, right, all the last three teams they played pretty pitiful. Yes, right. So they beat the Marlins two out of three. They were last place in the NL East. They beat the Rays, who are off to their worst start in like thirteen years. They just swept them, and in between they swept the Reds, right, and who are. Awful. The Braves, who are on the same footing right. as them, really. Right. I mean, going into this year, there was debate of who's going to be the bigger surprise, the Phillies or the Braves. Well, right now, they're neck and neck. Right. Phillies have just actually pulled ahead of the Braves in the last few days. Phillies are 8-2 and two in the last 10. Braves 6-4. and four. Philly is 9-5 and five versus Atlanta's 8-6. and six, But now they're off to Atlanta. And I heard uh, McCarthy or uh, one of who's I don't know, who is the... Uh, the color commentator right I, now. They rotate him in and out. So right. And I don't even remember which one it was. But he said, like, how crazy it is that you're playing a divisional team twice in the first month of the season, the first three, three and a half weeks, and both times on the road. Yeah. Going to Atlanta again. Yeah. Well, the good news is they probably only go back to Atlanta one more time this probably, year. Like, probably in, like, September. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you look at it, you know, again, sweeps are awesome. But what you need, to, what we need to do is win two, two out of three. Out of three. Win two, two out, out of three, three against the Braves. You'll be eleven and six. You know you'll climb a game. Oh man! Right now they're five hundred on the road and five and one at home. Five and one. At wow! Home. You know, and again, it has a lot to do with what you play. But look, you know what? Win the games you're supposed to. Like that. I said the way the way tanking has moved into into Major League Baseball. Like if you win the games you're supposed to and split your and split your. Uh, Toss-up games, you're going to be above 500. Like, you know, like it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so it's interesting. You know, it, you're going to have ups and downs because the team has some youth at a lot of positions. But you know what? Hey, they, they've got some excitement. It is interesting. I've heard, you know, some people complaining. You know, it, being able to watch the Phillies is a little different around here. But they've broadcast some of the games early this season only on the, the app. They've only streamed it. And the other night, the feed went out mm-hmm. um, when the Phillies came back in the ninth inning. Not came back, but the Phillies won in the ninth, and there was no one could see it. Yeah, I was listening um, to it while watching. Yeah, like a, a place and card. just <laughs> and somebody's like, "Look, look, they get it," and and that's the business side of all this. And all you know, Comcast owns every right to the Phillies, you know, forever, pretty much. So 
when you, when you look at those things, you know, that that's just part of the deal. However, it's unfortunate when you have this young team that's playing well at that time. Jeez. Oh, like the second to last series or something like that. Third to last series. Yep. Well. Oh. oh, my gosh. So they only played the Braves probably one time between now and the end of September. Yeah, no, it's it's back to back. We host them next. We look. We go to the Braves for three. We host the Pirates for four, and then oh, sorry, oh. Diamondback, and then the Braves. And so then we don't so play we the played Braves. the Braves three series in March or, or April, not in March. That would be crazy. Yeah, three series against them in April, two in September. Yeah, is there another one in there then? Another, no. another random. Yeah, it's right here. Yeah, because it's got to be three home, three away, right? I don't know. It's 19 games you usually play against. Them, right, right, so one so, of them is a four game. Right, right. Yeah, so there's one at the end of May. So from May 23rd, the Phillies don't play the Braves until... The 20th or 19th September or 20th like or something like, that. something like that. Wow. Yeah, September 20th. So they go four months between playing the Braves. Who I mean could realistically be a wild card. I hope the Braves have given up by then, and you know that's just that's probably what they're saying about us. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So So. anyway, the Phillies, the young guys are are playing well. Um, You know, you're you're getting the benefit of some of those shifts and some of those those moves there. So like to see it continue to build, and it's exciting to think that they've got potential. You know, like it's you know there hasn't been much hope for the Phillies the last few years. The hope this year isn't necessarily, you know, they're not, people aren't hoping championship with the Phillies this year, but competitive. They're hoping to be competitive, you know, have, have meaningful games, have those games against the Braves matter, you know, like that, that's how exciting would that be again to have games that matter the second half of September. So, um, actually to be, to be fair, they probably Philly fans at this point would probably be okay with just having games that matter in the first half of September, (laughs) but, um, not being mathematically eliminated before Labor Day. So, hey, that um, sounds good. yeah. So if you can have those games against the Braves matter at the end, that's probably great. a successful year. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. So from a team that we're not really expecting to contend for a championship. Oh to, my gosh. To one that all oh of a sudden gosh. over the last six <laughs> weeks or so, people are starting to think, Hey, maybe this is going to happen. And, uh, yeah. So, um, I'm split between my brain telling me the Eagles just did something they've never done before. And my heart telling me, you're a Philadelphia fan. You know better. Don't get too excited. So, uh, the 76ers have... Oh, my uh, gosh. They've, uh, I, they've come out of nowhere. How many is it now? 17? 17 in a row. I believe they're 26-1 and one at home since... Like Christmas or something like yeah, that. Yeah, since January 3rd. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, they... Uh, it's it's indescribable what they have been able to and do. And the excitement around this team around here is unlike ever before. By the way, uh, the four NBA games yesterday, average viewership up was up 17% over what they call opening Saturday in the NBA last year. You got to think that ha- has to help when you have a market like Philadelphia where people like you and I are paying attention to a basketball game that... I don't recall watching any of the playoff games last year on that Saturday. You know what I mean? Like the Sixers weren't in the Why would I right, care? I, I know. The I know. Time, if the Sixers aren't in, the only time I care about playoff basketball is when LeBron is in the finals. Right. No. Like, and that's, I, right. That's it. And that there's a lot of people like that. But there's a there's oh my gosh the excitement around this team, you know, unite or die. Right. That's right. <laughs> so um, that's the name of this show. Why I don't want people to get upset about it just like uh uh apparently some people did because uh as you can see the logo on the screen if you're watching us is um the liberty bell with the old the original i think philadelphia 76ers logo um with the snake around the liberty bell which is a drawing by i believe ben franklin yes and uh, they're using it as a promotional thing for the playoffs and the um the, the slogan to go with it is philly unite right um as it's been, you know, all over the city, yeah. and we see it on shirts like this one. And the interesting thing about it is, it actually, and I think this goes back to the Ben Franklin drawing. Right. It was originally called Unite 
or die because, right. you know, well, think about the time period we're talking about here. And they actually use that on the promotional material, at least the ones that they're getting ready to use or the setup for the playoffs. And while I was out looking for said design, because Justin and I talked about it immediately after it was shown, I was like, we need to have that. Yeah. And uh, I was uh, took my daughter to dance class and happened to walk by Champs, I think, in the mall. Yeah. And I was just like, I'll look around. I haven't been here in a while. And I turn and they're they're hanging on the the the, uh, the racks. I'm like, sweet. So I go in, I grab one. They go to ring it up, and there's no tag on it. So they're like, all right, well, we got we got other ones in the office, and like, we'll just ring it up for that. I'm like, okay. She comes out, rings it up. It actually was cheaper than I thought it was going to be. But then I see as she's ringing it up at the bottom of it, it says unite or die. And before I even get to ask, the ladies say, they're like, yeah, we have to send all these back. They're all, they've been recalled. I guess some people got upset that it said unite or die. They didn't get the reference and they thought it was, uh, you know, uh, I guess it, uh, it was upsetting to them. So, so we're, we're left with Phila Unite right. as the slogan. Which is okay. That's fine. You know. Well, yeah, that's fine. But you and I are still going to say United. Well, I wanted to say, I'll give you 50 bucks for that shirt. Because right. Especially if they would make a lot of noise. I'm not saying win the you know win the title this year, mm. but if they would make it to like the Eastern Conference Finals or something like that, can you imagine having one of the original shirts produced but not supposedly legally sold to anyone? Because right. they right. said they were, take, they were sending them all back to, I don't, I don't even know who made this. Is it Nike? Yeah, yeah. So uh, whoever... Whoever approved this. <laughs> so, yeah. The excitement the excitement around the Sixers right now is just unbelievable. You know, there, there's a huge hoopla yesterday about who's going to ring the bell before yeah. the game. Um, yeah. I'm saying, it was just crazy. It was just like escalating up and up and up. Um, who's going to ring the bell? Um, you know, people are like AI. And they're like, no, he's, he's there all the time. Like, that would be great. But, like, he's there all the time. Like, you know, there, there's people... <laughs> One person suggested uh, Jesus Christ was going to come and ring the bell. <laughs> Someone else said Sam Hinkie should come and ring the bell. Oh uh, one guy did say he had his Hinky died for our sins yes. shirt on and walked in front of the commissioner who was at the game yesterday, pulled his jacket open so the commissioner <laughs> could see it. Said commissioner was not amused. Um, but uh, you know, it's just it, it's taking on its life of its own. Philly is is all behind this team. And they're so exciting. And seeing the the role players that they had come through, um, man, Bellinelli last night, he was hitting everything. The, Clean the, that, the that off-balance shot. <laughs> when Embiid went nuts. No, By the way, no Embiid the was a phantom of the opera mask rang the bell. That which just That sums it up. People, I imagine the Sixers are quickly becoming that team that if you're not a Sixers fan, you probably, like, you're probably just like, I can't. Like stand like I not that you can't stand the team, but like you're just you're you're so sick of hearing about them. You know what I mean? Oh, like I'm I sure. feel like the, oh, the yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like if if I were a fan of another team, I'd be like they haven't done anything. Like right. they haven't done anything. What like what is there to be so excited about all that stuff? Now they win this playoff series. Oh my gosh! Yet if they sweep the playoff <laughs> series, oh my. now you're gonna get attention. People are gonna lose their minds. Yeah, so it's it's exciting right now. Um. This next game is a big one because you know the Heat know the importance of the Heat are very well aware of the fact that they they just need to split on the road. So they lost the first one. If they win the second one, they still stole home court advantage. Right. You know, so um, it's one of those where if if the Sixers can win this one and go to Miami up two nothing, that's going to be huge. Uh, Joel Embiid has been cleared from NBA pro- concussion protocol, but has also been ruled out of game number two. Right. So. Um, to be fair, if Hassan Whiteside only contributes the way he did in Game One, I don't know that they need Embiid for for this series. You know, like right. let's be clear. Like I know they talk about Embiid with Embiid in there, they can't necessarily play the up tempo as up tempo as they do without him. But he's you know he adds a dynamic that they don't have either. You know, so like there it's not like it's all you know holding it back by any stretch. Like they, they're doing this without their leading score, you know? Right. So, um, yeah. So, oh my gosh, place was rocking too. It was, uh, it was interesting. You know, we were, I was watching it 
as best as I could in and out, trying to get stuff on my phone right. and whatnot. And I was texting you every so often. I love I this. Like, oh, boy. This is just hustle right here. Robert Covington. Three on one. Nope. And nope. nope. Now he got called for a foul there, which wasn't a foul. But um, Ben so, Simmons, man. The first half, though, looked a little dicey. Oh, yeah. Now, I mean, we expected the Heat were going to play great defense. Were, were the young Sixers going to be able to react yeah. and adapt? And, um, you know, Brett Brown said that they just said a couple things at halftime. Right. And made a couple adjustments. And, well, you're going to see you're going to see what happened <sighs> after these little minor adjustments. I think the Sixers gave up, like, 35 points in the first quarter or, like, something like that. Close to it. And then they only gave up 35 points over the next, like, 20-some minutes. Like, it, it was the defense picked it up. And that's, that's what's, you know, there's a whole joke about the NBA about how nobody plays defense in the regular season. And it's pretty true. They do it select times. But NBA playoff basketball, you still need to play defense. Ben Simmons, you know, my buddy in Cleveland says, man, if he could only shoot. And I said, yeah, but he doesn't have to because – uh like he can get oh, by, he can get by, points. he can get by anyone in the league. Like and get He's to the rim anytime he wants. Point guard. Yeah, it's like um, the one guy that I used to follow, um, or I follow online. He's a Miami writer, um, on Twitter. Like said something like, you know, he's like he was asking an honest question. He's like, you know, maybe the Heat should look at, um, you know, doubling, you know, doubling Simmons. You know, to see does he pass well out of the double team. And he's like, people who have watched Simmons play more, basically saying, like, Sixers fans, you know, can you give me a legit answer? Like, do you think that would be effective? I said, I, you know, it can because he can kind of force things sometimes. But I said, the fact that he's 6'10 really helps him because you bring out your point guard at 6'4, you know, right. to, to press him and you double him with someone else. Like, well, it, also, if you double him and he gets around you, you he's, he's one of the best passers. Well, he is like right. the best passer on the team. You know, so, and throw it home. And, you know, like, yeah, he just, and the speed that they play with. They they kept talking about uh, Spolstra, or Spolstra, like, asking him, you know, like, what about the pace? What about the pace? <laughs> he just moved without yep. dribbling, but yep. whatever. Um, it's cool. It's the NBA. Um, how about Redick? Yeah. And, like, man, Redick, I just love how, I love his love for, like, False. the team in the city, too. Yeah. Nailed it. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was uh yeah, I, I was I was nervous at first. I was oh, like, yeah. uh oh, this young team's got some butterflies. And then the second half, their third quarter was just unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Somebody goes, Remember remember like four months ago or five months ago when third quarters were a problem for this team all you know, all the time? And, you know, now they they've matured and that's what everyone was kind of expecting. You know what? You got to give it to like the guys like Amir Johnson too, center who's not the starting center but comes in here in a playoff game and is respectable and does well defensively. And you know, all the role guys, everybody played exactly what they needed to do yesterday. Um, they hit; they were hitting shots out of their mind. You can't expect to hit it that clip the rest of the series, but you can expect to you know hopefully continue to shoot well. You don't. I think at one point they were like 18 of 28, something something absurd. Yeah. For, so, like, yeah. So, you got to think uh, if the Sixers can play. Simmons was hitting level, his foul shots yesterday, which is huge. They'll win this in five, probably, if they're playing. That'll like be awesome. This. I mean, I'd love for them to win it in four. Yeah. But I, I hope five. And right. likely the Heat, get the the Heat have too much experience. Uh, Drogic, their their point guard, and and Dwayne Wade, who came off the bench first time in his career, came off the bench in a playoff game. And um, um, Hassan, yeah, Hassan Whiteside, yeah. that actually got waved off because he's hanging on the rim. Watch, it gets blocked, hanging on the rim, goes through anyway. But because he was hanging on the rim, it became an offensive goaltend or offensive basket interference. That shot by Amir Johnson was insane. Not as insane as the shot you'll see come up later. The one that we talked about. <laughs> yes. Already. Yes. Like the the save the ball, fade away, throw it up with yeah. no time on the shot clock, and oh yeah, just nail it. So we're only approaching halftime here, and you see the Sixers are down uh, four. Oh, this right. is early. But third here now. we go. Now this is when the Sixers start to pick it up, right? So they give up a three. So it's they're down seven, sixty three fifty six. Now watch this score, kind of just, just keep it in yeah, mind as as we go through the third quarter here. Now they're only down two. Right. 
And they're about to grab the lead. Yep. Now they have the lead, which, and I, do they give it up the no. rest of the game? I don't think so. Nope. So they start getting a ton of defensive rebounds. Then Simmons drives. And now the Sixers up for the season have had one of the better uh, field goal percentage against allowed. You know, like they, they've done really well. Um, yeah, so you notice the five minute span, they've, they've really kind of taken over here. And guys just start hitting shots. You know, and they're, they're getting it to everybody. Reddick and everybody's getting the crowd pumped up. Um, yeah, you know, another guy, uh, was that Ilyasova that they, that they got, he got bought out by, uh, by Atlanta and signs with the Sixers and was excited to come play with the Sixers, you know? But yeah, Sixers. Yeah, we, we talked about the Phillies and the Flyers no, that to move. some extent. <laughs> and then somebody's like, watch it. He catches the ball with his legs after the dunk. Ready? Whoop. <laughs> You know, the, the Phillies and Flyers have each had rough patches, but they had young talent, just like the Sixers have. Just remember, two years ago, a core group of these Sixers won 10 games. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's always a ton of turnover, especially in the NBA when you don't have a lot of guys. Right. But. 10 games. You know. They won 42 more than that in the regular season. They got the right year. to draft Ben Simmons after right. that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. Simmons and B and Fultz are the three faces, but the, what some of the other guys are doing, like Robert Covington, JJ Redick, JJ Redick, who's a the free agent, Marco Bellinelli, there hit right, that Bellinelli, shot. Who I think that his shot's coming up. Yeah, here. Uh, we're gonna see some. Fultz. Oh, this. Oh, ready? Whoop. <laughs> yeah, the Bellinelli yeah. thing's got to be coming up. Well, that's a, like that's with like three minutes left. Oh, is it? Was yeah. it that late in the fourth? Yeah. <laughs> So, but I mean, yeah, just a good night in Philly. Started a little, you know, a little touch and go early. I got to be honest. I am stunned that Kelly Olenek actually helped hold Fultz up there because that's not necessarily what he's known for. <laughs> he was he was the goon in Boston. Oh, that's right. That's where he was. Well, hopefully the Sixers keep it up. Well, we'll or or you know what? Next. Maybe that was an unfair thing to him. But like he he uh, he had some questionable things go you know against him in in Boston. But Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade doing Wade. Dwayne Wade things, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's thirteen point game, so they kind of pushed it up. And it was back and forth a little bit, you know. But then the Sixers well, just with kept eight hitting. Eight minutes to go, they had hundred points. They finished with a hundred and thirty. Yeah. Most they've scored in a playoff uh, game since like 85, 86, I yeah. think. And um, when they've like beaten that. A, an opponent you in just the start. first, or it, when they've beaten an opponent in the first game, any round, yeah. by this many points or more, they've swept the series. Wow. So, yeah. And good, uh, you good know what? It, I think it's good. They, they knew. And what I liked was that uh, um, Brett Brown didn't stop coaching. Like, it, he would go on a little run. He'd call timeout. You know, like it. There, there are a lot of valuable learning experience uh, moments. Here, here we go. Here yeah, we go. Well, Whammy. Everything's going up. Sixers. <laughs> yeah, three twenty-three. Man, yeah, it's just exciting. But yeah, they they kept coaching. Like they, you know, they didn't like give up. They, you know, because it's important. Every minute, you know, they talk about all the inexperience on this Sixers team. So, like, you know, you get an extra five minutes, you know, of, of valuable minutes, a valuable learning experience here, that, that can help you moving forward. So For sure. So, um, so the highlights are wrapping the up The party here. was on. We're going to wrap up and we'll watch the end of this. But, yeah, Sixers look good. You know, yeah. they got their next game is tomorrow. Yeah, win yeah. tomorrow. Win the we'll next one. Go up to take both at home. At, at, no worse than split in Miami. Or, do they do 2-3-2? Two, I think they do until the finals, where they go two two one one one. That seems just weird that they yeah switch it around like. Well, well I think they do it for travel sake so that teams aren't at traveling. At one time, wasn't uh, this first round used to be best five? of five? Yeah. yeah, I'd say maybe a decade or so ago. I'm was not sure. I'm not sure, there? but yeah, that's, but uh, that's crazy. So yeah, so Sixers, man, they can they got a taste of what what happens when you're not. When you're playing okay, like they weren't playing terrible in the first half, but they stepped it up to play like they have the last couple months in that second half, and mm -hmm. that's what it's. Man, you do that, you go up two nothing without Embiid, and then maybe get Embiid back for Game Three going into Miami. What would be nice is Sixers win in five, but Bucks Celtics go seven. Yes, yeah. Well, that game went to overtime today. Yeah, crazy ending. 
You know, so like that that absolutely could happen. And we you mentioned before the show the shocker, the five seed Pacers beating the four seed Cavs and LeBron James by eighteen. By eighteen in Cleveland. Yeah. So, so the Pacers were up twenty three. Cleveland cut it to like seven or six in the like towards the end of the third quarter. I mean, like everything is going Cleveland's way, and then Pacers just they weathered the storm and pushed it back up again. Uh, just unbelievable. I didn't think that was going to happen. When that run was happening, I thought for sure Cleveland was going to win that game. Right. Didn't happen. So I'm okay with that too. Like let that series go on too. So like we said at the top of the show, it is a, you know, it's a solid time to be a Philadelphia sports fan. Let's keep it rolling. It, it, we're, Hopefully we have more good news like next time we, we talk about the it. The city's coming off of two championships if you're counting Villanova in college basketball. Yeah. You know, you got Eagles, Villanova. You got the Flyers in the playoffs. They need some help, though. They're, they're probably the one that's. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. You probably don't feel as rosy but about still, that. But still, you know what? You talk progress. about big picture, there's definitely progress. Better than last year. Heck of a lot better than last year. Look at the Phillies where they were two weeks ago. Like yeah. you said, they haven't lost since our last show. Right. They, you know, it's early, but. There's some good stuff, positives, and the Sixers. We're going to say about the Sixers. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much else to say. We just kind yeah. of drooled over them for the last 20 minutes. But Probably the most exciting time has been to be a Sixers fan in 18 years. I was going to say since early 2000. Yeah, they had that stretch right around like 2010, 2011, yeah. where they won a playoff that, series because Derrick Rose tore his ACL near the end of Iguodala. Um, possibly it might have been actually even after right that. After. Yeah, but it might have been like Iggy's last year there. Yeah. Like so. So your um your dad says he wants one of the original shirts that I said. I wanted one of them too. They they were go- the conversation happened so quickly and she was gone. I didn't even get to make an offer. <sighs> I would like one of those. Um, I'm sure they couldn't sell it to me, which right. is why they're sending them back. But I could have at least tried. Right. Yeah. Uh, and wouldn't also, hurt to ask, right? He said your dad has said that he will bless the ball and ring the bell if. if, if How if awesome would that be? It. That would be a, that would be amazing. In the Phantom of the Opera mask, <laughs> <laughs> is that just a thing now? They just pass it around. I was going to say to me that has to be like a giveaway, right? If he comes back and has a mask, like that's got to be a giveaway, so. right? So, yeah. <laughs> it is two two one one one. Oh wow! Okay, I thought it was only like that for the finals, but that's so fine. They, they must have made a lot of changes then because the first round used to be best of five, right? And it used they, to be two three two. They used in the to do NBA. two three two. I knew they right. did because I was like, oh man, that's really tough. Because if you're the the favored team, the the better team. If you lose one at home, right? That's the argument against like that setup it, of home it, field but it advantage. Also changes home court the advantage. travel. You only have to go travel yeah. twice. Yeah. Now in the NBA, they start pacing these games out too, man. Like oh, yeah. sometimes they'll have like forever. two days off. Like you know, so we'll have to see. But again, it, the next big thing is win the next game at home. Win win tomorrow night. They win to know tomorrow night though, man. Expectations. People are going up, especially after you saw teams like Boston barely get by today and Cleveland lose today. Listen, Cleveland is going to smoke the Pacers in game two. Like, they just lost by 18. I think they're probably – now, don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, I could be wrong here. But I don't know that there is a safer bet than the Cavs covering the spread. I still think it's <laughs> top four teams are making it to the next round. I yeah. still think it's going to be Toronto-Cleveland, and I still think it's going to be Philly-Boston. Right, right. So – yeah, so we'll we'll have to wait and see, but man, whew, it'll be interesting. Be interesting, and and the hype train is going to get real if oh, yeah. if the Sixers can keep keep a couple wins Full coming here. Steam ahead. Yeah, I'm all. We're on board. We're, we're helping everyone else get on board too. So Go Sixers. We do have a show next week, but it is not the Joe Mason JR show. It will be, you know, as crazy as some people will think about when I say this. It will be the Bulldog Hour. Yes, it will be the. High school football show, uh, first of season four, and you might be saying, yeah, high school football's over four months away, and you are right, but there's a lot to cover, and last year we jammed a lot into August where we did like three shows in like six days or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So we're trying to pace it out a little. I know there's always people interested in hearing about Wilson football, so we're going to we're gonna do that show next week, so we'll have an hour of the Bulldog Hour next Sunday, April twenty second. But we will be back here on the Joe Mays and J Raff show for episode two fifty eight. And I'll tell you what, I'm perfectly okay if the Sixers and Phillies <laughs> don't lose before that show yes. either. So like that that'll be cool. Uh, so April 29th, we'll be here, and that will actually be after the NFL draft. So we will be recapping oh, yeah. what the uh, 
NFL teams, including the Eagles, do. I'll in tell you the what: NFL if the draft. Phillies and Sixers don't lose between now and then, we'll we'll find a way to fit that into the show. Too. Oh, like, yeah, <laughs> I think we'll be talking about that if the, if, the, if the Phillies are continuing on like an eighteen game winning streak and the Sixers have swept their first two series, and we'll be close oh, to sweeping gosh. the first two series, and then the week after that actually is a huge nba episode saturday may 6th yeah. is all nba and i'm hoping the sixers are uh oh gosh it'll be great if they're still playing about because we'll have mr dallas wood back on with us he joined us almost oh, like, a year to the i'm day. already i'm already starting to like prep myself for that yeah, gotta get ready but here's the thing like i don't have anything against the jazz or donovan mitchell like you know what i mean like it's not like he plays for the celtics or something like that but no, he's just got to got to rep Simmons. It's all about Simmons. No, it's not even that bad because Simmons is a better player. See, the best thing is by then we'll, we can both wear Simmons jerseys. Oh my just, gosh! You're like, hey, hey, pull up your camera, Dallas. Yeah, your yeah. Camera. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, this this could end poorly, so, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, good good stuff in Philadelphia right now. Bulldog hour next week. We'll be back in two weeks to talk NFL draft. Uh, anything? Shout outs? Anything to say? Um. Yeah, since we do the shout-outs on this show, mostly. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday to my son will be uh, four on Thursday. So, wow. that's crazy. Yeah, um, belated birthday to my cousin Matt. Um, we I think we said it to Jack last time. Yep. Um, happy birthday to Val. Yeah, Like you said, up, happy birthday to coming up to Austin. And um, he wanted to watch the show tonight, but it's, it's bedtime. So yeah. I was like, remind me tomorrow. So I'll go yeah, to the end right so you can see me end. say happy right. birthday to him, too. Happy early birthday. And for anyone else over there that we have forgot, happy birthday to you. We'll be back in two weeks. Check out jmnjrradio.com for more of us. Make sure you follow all of our accounts on Twitters. Twitters. Twitter. On the internet. <laughs> on the internet. And uh, I think that's it. So thanks for joining us. This wraps up the 257th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. We hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Raff. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRaff.com. The Joe Mays and JRaff Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.